Hey, this is the VR Gear Daily News Podcast, episode number 32 for March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, 2020. Today we're going to be talking about some uh, fun topics, actually, and a really nice update. Uh, the topic, the topic for today, are uh, some new Beat Saber DLC. Magic Leap has released a new software update, and we have a Q and A with uh, Helen McWilliams for Women in VR for Women's History Month. Uh, and she is from uh, Harmonix Games, and she's worked on all of their games over there. So it'll be fun to dive into that one as well. Harmonix or is it Harmonix? Harmonix, Harmonix, <laughs> however you want to say it. Harmonix Games. Okay, well, which one should we start with, Paul? Let's start with the Beat Saber one. That's the one everyone's, everyone probably wants to hear about most. Uh, five new songs from Timbaland. Uh, all of these, Mark, were made for Beat Saber. Uh, none of these were released before. All of them will release on March 26th. Uh, you can go find the track list on our website. But uh, all five of them were made with the intention of playing Beat Saber. So I can guarantee that these are going to be a great buy for anyone with the game. How much is it for the DLC? So it's going to be $7.99 for the full pack. Or you can buy the songs individually for two dollars and you can also buy them if you really just want to listen to them and not play them you can buy them for two dollars a piece on apple music spotify and itunes as well well can you listen to it through apple music with that with your subscription uh, i'm not sure i can check as we're talking but again they're not going to release for another nine days anyway so it's going to be hard to know that answer but well they're available in the app right they are available all right saber on the 26th Oh, on the 26th, they'll be available. So we got the announcement, but we don't have the actual content yet. Okay, okay. Well, um, I'm looking forward to it. I love Beat Saber. And uh, I love Timbaland. Timbaland. (laughs) I hadn't heard about him, Mark, since probably 2008. So when I read this, I was like, oh, it couldn't be the same dude. It it was. Definitely is. Well, the, uh, the cool thing is... Um, well, I, I, I know Timbaland from when he was, he made the song Apologize with One Republic and it made him yep, I remember that one. famous. Uh, who else did he make popular? I don't know. Other people, but yeah, this is cool. Excellent. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, you can watch the trailer online as well, but that there's not too much there other than Beat Saber is just continuing to dominate something that uh, we wrote about a little bit ago double platinum now over 2 million copies of beat saber have been sold uh and something oculus threw in in their blog post that just kind of went unnoticed is that there are over 10 million copies of these songs uh sold now so all of these artists that are getting featured on beat saber are worldwide now it's pretty cool oh fantastic well that's one way to get your music out there um (laughs) put it on to beat saber very yep. cool. Excellent. Yep. Well, I'm excited to play this one on the 26th. Yeah. So Magic Leap released a new update or is going to release a new update. It's the 0.98.10 update. Oh, that uh, one? Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone's been waiting on this one. This Wait, the, the 0.98.19? Or uh, zero. That was way too fast for my brain to comprehend. No, well... 
Oh, point. Oh, there is a typo on the website. Color me embarrassed. I'll be fixing that. It's the point zero update. Oh, dude, you 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 secretly announced their alpha release. Don't. Uh, ah. We better fix that right away. So it's the zero point nine eight point one zero release yep. for the. Uh, and it's been updated on the website. Lumen OS operating system for the Magic Leap. Anyway, so, uh, exciting. Cool, so what? The, yeah. So there's a few. Sorry to interrupt. Carry on. No, you uh, you walk us through it. There's some cool updates. Yeah. Uh, so if it sounds like me and Mark aren't in the same room today, it's because we're not uh, practicing social distancing. But we are, we are not in the same we, room. But we are. We are not, period. We are, we are practicing, practicing social distancing. Social distance. Um. So the first thing we want to touch on, which got the headline today, which was pretty exciting, is. They're announcing a companion uh, desktop app for their augmented reality headset. And before you get too carried away with excitement, this companion app is mostly used to compress and convert the, uh, I guess, the design that you throw in there from 2D to 3D, or I guess not in 2D to 3D, but from the desktop version to the expanded uh AR model, I guess, but you're not going to be creating anything inside of their companion app, but you will, like I said, be able to convert it over to the AR headset. And before we, we'll go, after I go through these, we can touch on all of them, Mark. Sure, yeah. Uh, so that's a pretty cool update. The video is in the website. The next is Meetings in AR. I'm surprised they didn't come up with a more unique name for it. But um, now what, what, what does that do? What is that one for? So it's like meeting in AR, really. Oh, like meeting, <laughs> um, oh, like holding meetings. Yeah, so you can uh, cast and okay. uh, project your avatar into another person's augmented space or virtual atmosphere, I guess, however you want to call that, or into their uh, Magic Leap world. Um, but yeah, avatar chat and casting is now allowing meetings in AR. More updates. None of these are more important than the last. Uh, Magic Leap world, which is your environment when you're not really doing anything, but you have your headset on is receiving huge updates. Um, it used to be like on-demand stuff and you'd have to like force it to go, but now it'll just be active at all times with the headset on, pretty cool. Uh, the user interface with all of your applications is now changing. Instead of six or seven apps up on the dashboard at once, you can have up to 21 different apps. They can be pinned throughout the house. Uh, really, there won't be a limit on apps because your field of view is so small, You 21 is the most you're gonna fit in there anyway. So, well, no. If they uh, if they shrink the size of the app icons, you could put as right. Many... But the pixel density is so lackluster, you don't want to. Well, then you just do one pixel per app, and you got what, like one hundred and fifty? Like color blocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Roblox, is blue, freaking uh, Minecraft, uh, Minecraft and AR, hooray! Right. Uh, lastly, um, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, voice commands are getting a little more. Um, smart, I guess, a little smarter. So you can say, I can't remember what their command name is, but let's say you want to just say, like, hey, Alexa, hey, uh, open Twitch, and she'll open Twitch for you. It hasn't gotten to the point where you can say open Twitch, uh, open Ninja's Twitch stream, even though that's not a real thing anymore. You can't do that yet. Mixer. But you can do that. What well, is Mixer? Part of that? Yeah, anyway, it's not that smart, but it's getting smarter, so that's to hear. The, they still haven't updated the headset to a 1.0 update so really this is all just beta stuff anyway 
So, Mark, let's talk about, let's go back to the top and talk about uh, the 3D, the 3D um, what are these called, models, I guess? Yeah, so they, they, they talk about um, using 3D models that you're creating in your computer and then bringing them into your uh, the real world via the Magic Leap AR headset with their mixed reality operating system, the Lumen OS. Well, the the demonstration that they showed, uh, I really wish they would do a better job with these little video clips. And I don't think that they take them seriously enough because when you watch these video clips, which is essentially um, them demoing their product to the world and telling everyone how cool it is, you know, the audio is horrible. The voiceovers are like really poppy with like horrible microphones. The color, the, like the lighting in the room, and this is all like not about the technology. This is about the video production quality. But honestly, right. it has a huge impact. So I'm watching some dude who's got really long hair and a beard and a T-shirt. Like, yeah, okay. Like tech people dress that way. I get it. But the room is poorly lit. And then the 3D model that they chose to demonstrate like, what kind of utility are you getting out of looking at that 3D model specifically in, in the real world? What, why? Like, what? It's like, hey, look, you can take a 3D model that is currently on an OLED flat panel display that is running at 5K at 60 hertz refresh rate. And you can take that 3D model that you can fully manipulate on your laptop and you can bring it into the real world and you can kind of turn it a little... Um, <laughs> like look at it from a different angle while you're sitting in your chair. Let me interrupt real quick, just be, because I know everyone else is laughing right now. I just have to like applaud the the way your voice changes from like talking about the 2D screen to talking about 3D manipulation is really good. And and being away from humans for a long time, I really appreciate. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate uh, how openly honest you are with your voice. But continue yeah. on. That's amazing. Oh gosh. Well, okay. So you you they pulled this model out, and in this video specifically, it's it's a it's not even an actual um, 3D model in the sense of like a product. It is a 3D sketch. Okay, it's a 3D sketch of a car. Like it's like they couldn't get their hands on an actual vehicle model because what really starts to make sense in VR isn't sketches of things because you can rotate those and zoom in and out on a flat panel screen what really starts to make sense is if you are a mechanical engineer trying to build an engine and you would like to see how all these parts come together now in 3d space that actually potentially i mean we'll have to see if anyone can actually pull this off but in 3d space that is where it starts to make sense i would like to go sit in the middle of the engine block and take a look at how all these parts could possibly go together now, we can do that perfectly fine with a 2D display today. In fact, we've been doing it for a very long time that way. And before we had great computers, they were doing it on paper. Not to say that we should stay on 2D displays or on paper, but this demo of what the Magic Leap uh, can do is very disappointing. It is like It is almost depressing that these guys and girls, these women and men, they cannot think of anything more creative than what they've demoed here. They are at the forefront of mixed reality and augmented reality technology. And all they can come up with is some wonky sketch 3D model that they want to adjust the tail fin on and then show it to the world as if this is some awesome breakthrough. It's like, come on, give me a break. And it's not even relying on their own 3D design software, by the way. They're using Autodesk Maya. And it's like, okay, 
Magic Leap obviously can't come up with software solutions that matter, software tools that are actually useful. Yeah, they mapped some output from Autodesk's Maya application, which, by the way, Autodesk might have done that for them. Who knows, right? Because it right. probably outputs. We've seen it. It outputs to, uh, you know, Steam. So uh, the, the the Steam VR. Autodesk has already opened that up for other people, and so Magic Leap plugging into that, hooray! That's I don't think very awesome. Uh, but all that to say, like this, the demos that they showed, the way that they showed them is very lackluster, very not impressive. I don't know who's in charge over there of like marketing and pushing this stuff out. But this is actually kind of embarrassing for a company that has received as much funding as they have. Billions and, of dollars. And they're trying yeah, to sell for $10 billion. Yeah, and they're trying to sell themselves now for $10 billion. And they can't even figure out how to use a good microphone, get good lighting for product demo videos, and show us something that's actually meaningful. It, like, I, honestly, this is, this is quite disappointing. Also, like whoever's doing the u- user interface design for this new uh, Lumen OS... At one point, you're looking at some text overlays that are like you pick a menu and then like another menu comes over the top of it. Well, they did such a poor job with contrasting the text that it looks just like a whole bunch of jumbled text as if the foreground text is blending with the background text. Now, that's, of course, a user interface design problem. But look, you're designing a headset and you're designing an operating system and you're designing system applications. Well, do them all right or don't do them at all. Do them all right if you're going to do them by yourself. And if you don't want to do all of them, if you're like, hey, this is too much for us, that's fine. Then adopt a different VR platform, AR platform, software stack, and just build hardware for that software stack. It, but if you're going to do all of it, do a good job. And they're not. And I'm looking at some of these other videos further on along. And you're right. Like, it's just, I hate to bring up Apple every podcast, but there's such a good North Star to point to for some of these companies. Like, you're right. The lighting is terrible. Like, it's not a video where you see and you're like, whoa, like, that's way cool. I want to keep watching all 40 seconds. Like, I'm not going to lie. I stopped through the meeting and Lumen one about 50 seconds in because it just wasn't a good video. I felt like my little brother put it together. No knock to my little brother, but he doesn't have any uh, credible video making experience. And this is exactly what the videos look like. It's not blazing and it's not anything that makes you want to buy what they're selling. Well, you can see it on our website. So it's all there. Like the, the video starts like a really dimly lit room. And maybe maybe to their defense, <laughs> this is also maybe not. You can't actually see the um, AR images if the room was brighter. That might be because of a limitation of the hardware technology. So that's like a double negative because, okay, the room is dimly lit, but that's because the technology isn't capable of being bright enough in a normally lit room you're like okay so it was dark we'll forgive you for making the room dark because the technology required it but also we're going to knock you because the technology can't work in normally lit conditions so so like i i just you know the the marketing images that they make which are all fake we talked about this before (laughs) yeah they look fantastic but they're all a big lie and it's been that way ever since magic leap came onto the scene they haven't been honest with what the devices are capable of and as a result, when they finally do show us what it is capable of, it is such a letdown. It's so disappointing. It really is. It's oh, it makes me sad. Our hopes up you... and then disappointed us. Just, so, just keep making fake images. Exactly. So let, let me let me uh, paint a picture for our listeners' heads. I mean, we have time today, so let's do it. So I, I, uh, this morning, 
uh, me and Mark obviously aren't in the same setting right now. He shoots me an email instantly, and I'm reading through the footnotes of the seat, not the footnotes, but the notes of this email and what is describing this new operating system for Magic Leap could do. And I'm like, this sounds fantastic. Like, I can't wait to write about like this. This is just so exciting. And then I go to their blog post about it, and I read a little more, and I watch a little more videos. And before I even, like, put my fingers on the keyboard, I was like, dang, like, when are they going to do something that, like, people really want to use and people have a use case for? Because right now, it feels like they're just treading water until they can sell. Uh, well, they need to stop making crappy videos or else no one's going to want to buy them. Well, make cool videos, make, make videos that are just like outlandish and just not true because (laughs) that's what everything else is because every time they do it, it's a letdown. So if you want to sell for, you know, $10 billion, have something that's cool because honestly, how is this any better than the technology that you will see at CES with some, some third, third world countries like tech group that is just throwing technology together i mean honestly this is not that impressive at this point i do think they have some really cool things going to you know to magic leaps credit with their um uh, tracking uh system their uh, sensors and their tracking they do a really great job and it happens really fast and they can detect flat uh horizontal planes and vertical planes and they can detect objects in your environment all these things are really really great but that is not a user experience thing. That is not an order winner, as we like to say. It's an order qualifier. Like you, you get to show up and play baseball today because you brought your cleats, but that doesn't make you a good baseball player. And you know, just because you're wearing a jersey doesn't make you the all star of the team. Like there are plenty of people who wear cleats and a jersey and never get to play. And I apologize uh, for using a sports analogy because every single sport in the world is canceled. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch some taped basketball games tonight. Yeah, good thing they've recorded those for, you know, rewatching later for rewatchability. Anyway, so not to be, I, I end up being so negative on this podcast. And I don't mean to be because I am so pro technology. It's like almost uh, disgusting. And and for the most part, um, no, in, in fact, I would say that I'm 100% hopeful. And the only reason I'm uh, negative is because I really want these folks to do better. They're in a position to do better. No one else is in the, the position to do what they are doing. No one else is, has gotten as far as they've gotten. And so if they don't do better, n- nobody will. And then we'll have a world where we don't get to walk around with, you know, headsets that, you know, manipulate our view of the, of, of the world around us. <laughs> and that's <laughs> so who, who doesn't want that. Like, want like that. we listened to in the Joe Rogan podcast, who doesn't want to walk around with butterflies constantly fluttering around them that sounds so fun like no functionality to it just pure butterflies wait oh, that's awesome yeah i know exactly who doesn't want that you're saying awesome. that's a bad thing no, no everyone yeah, wants everybody that everybody wants that if there was an ar headset re- that was released right now and the only thing that it could do was put better butterflies all around you and all around the people that are talking to you i'm pretty sure it would sell out within minutes um that's uh that's basically the views explained right that one doesn't do um, tracking. No, that one is just like a heads-up display. And uh, you know, there I think there are different use cases. Like, let's talk about this for one minute. Like, there's, I, I think it's worth clarifying, and maybe we should have a section on the website that talks about this. Like, what's the difference between, you know, um, a, a heads-up display augmented reality and like a world tracking 
augmented reality uh, virtual overlay kind of thing, right? right? Because I, I, I honestly feel like there are use cases for the um, heads up display that has a static image or maybe shows you like a notification, but is not pinned to your world. So I wear glasses every day and I've, and I've thought of getting um, LASIK, right? but that's as far as I've gotten. I've never actually talked to anyone <laughs> about, about it. it. I've only thought about it. Like, and I always think, you know, everyone that got LASIK is going to go blind in 10 years, which I guess that's not true, but I'm afraid of that a little. But the real reason that I don't get LASIK is because I keep going back to the idea that everyone's going to be wearing glasses in, you know, five, 10 years that are like enhanced augmented reality glasses and might as well just keep wearing them because everyone else is going to start wearing them. I don't want to join the crew of people that don't wear them. Exactly. And it's going to be so easy to get your prescription put into those things. It's going to be just part of checking out. That's going to be it. No, yeah, that'll be part of, yeah, exactly. Part of the, the purchase process. Now, now again, to the difference between the two. I think at one point in the future, those two things will merge and maybe before they become mainstream consumer products, they will already have merged. Right. Um, but we're looking at form factor limitations. The Vuzix Blade is a very small um, device. And that's because all it's doing is projecting onto your um, your lenses, right. the, the image that you want to look at. And that's easy enough, right? They don't need to pin it to something in the real world. Um, what about the Nreal glasses? Are those doing tracking and, and uh, yeah, they are actually just launched a hand tracking uh, alpha. Right. Or so that one I think is like uh, you know real deal, right? Um, the Magic Leap that's also kind of a real deal type uh, setup, um, but they're just ugly, right? Even <laughs> even though the uh, Nreal is trying to make them not look ugly. It's like camera tricks. It's like everyone's lying because they want you to make a purchase. Then you get them, you put them on your face, you go into the bathroom, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm never walking out of my house with this. No, uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'll look at myself in the bathroom mirror. But uh, outside of that, I don't even want to see myself as I'm walking around my house. I'm just I just do not like what I look like wearing these giant things on my face. Um, And you can see people who tried them on at CES or even look on their website and you kind of get an idea of what you look like wearing them. The Vuzix Blade, on the other hand, is less bulky, but the functionality is diminished. And so uh, we're not quite there. And, and this is technology that you wear on your face. Yeah. And uh, you know what I think would be cool, just real quick, if these companies came out with AR uh, mobile phone apps that can show you what they're going to look like on your face, you know? Oh, there's um, oh, what's uh, the, the Warbly Parker glasses? And Peter there's Parker. also this other app called Snap. Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat. Yeah. So they actually put glasses on people, but none of them are like actual AR glasses, but they should be, but they're not. So no, there's, there's an actual AR and, and I can do this. I've done this. Um, the, the reality composer that Apple released, yeah. uh, you can, you can put stuff. Well, I guess you could put glasses on your face. You could put anything on your face. I put like a dunce cap. I put like, just, Oh yeah, I've done this. This is know, fun. Dimes on your eyes, like all sorts of stuff. And it tracks your face and places them on there. That tech is just like, free for people and to it's create easy with. to use too to like easy to a point where i used it and if mark's using it and i'm using it that means it's gonna cover from the really smart people to the not really smart people so there you have it Every, everyone can use this yes dang okay so anyway to round off that that little um tangent there's use cases for heads-up displays that don't do tracking the uh, ultimate future is you know 
real world tracking plus overlay in the in the real world plus a heads up display but like heads up display that stuff is great it's like your apple watch you need your apple watch to take pictures no the apple watch is actually a very useful device and it's kind of a passive device and only let only um you only interact with it for little pieces of information and it's also like unobtrusive like you're wearing it on your arm this is where it gets kind of tricky like if if something only brings utility when you get a text message, why would you wear it on your face? Seriously, like, unless you're getting text messages all the time, you're going to walk around like a complete, like, doofus, right? You're looking up into the sky and, like, staring down at the ground into the corner. You're going to look like you've got some issues. <laughs> you're, like, reading all your text Just messages. Just trying to, like, imagine someone in a store like that, but you don't know what they're looking at. From your perspective, it just looks like glasses. They're going to look lost. I will say this, though, it might, it, I mean, it'll eventually become a social norm because think of the Apple Watch. When people look at their wrist to tell the time, let's say 10 years ago, they would stop looking at their wrist after, you know, one second. Right? If that. that's, that's probably yeah. a lot of time. Now you see people looking at their wrist and they're just like staring at it and then they start like touching it and then they like are scrolling on something and you're like, are they changing the time on their watch? Like, no, 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 they're actually like writing an email or they're like checking their Instagram notifications or they're, you know, seeing how far along they are in their fitness goals. Sending for the day hate or mail to out. their boss. The sending hate mails to their, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like checking the weather, you know, starting timers, stopping timers, doing a walkie talkie, right. like Dick Tracy. Like, there's so much you're doing when you're looking at your wrist now. Whereas 10 years ago, when you look at your wrist, if you kept doing, a, if you kept staring at it, people would think you're crazy. So analogy is, for AR glasses, that'll likely be the situation. For the first little bit, people are like, why? What is that person doing? He looks like he's having issues, and then it will become socially normal for people to look like they're staring off into nothing. Right. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it's, nothing you're right. It will become a social eye. norm, but for the first early adopters, they're going to look kind of silly in public. Yep, glass holes for the Google glasses. <laughs> I remember that podcast. That was a fun glass hole podcast. That was. That's right. Okay. Do we have we any other do, stories? For let, let's so let's let's do this. Let's Wonderful. let's wrap it up. Uh, okay. If you are interested in uh, reading the Q and A from Helen McWilliams, she's a harmonics. Did I say that right this time? She's a harmonics employee. Uh, yeah. Last time we called it harmonics. Harmonics or something ridiculous. Uh, yes. harmonics. harmonics. She is one of the uh, lead creative producers there. If you're interested in that, you can check that out on our website at vrgear.com. If you don't want to go there and you really hate the way we cover stories, um, go to the Oculus blog. They're going to have the same stuff as us, but we wrote it a little better. So go check it out on our website and you can read about what she does. Uh, it's a pretty interesting um, Q&A. She gives some insightful uh, answers about the future of uh, not only her studio, but uh, VR in general and what her favorite things are. So go check that out. Um, but that's the last story we covered today. Uh, check back tomorrow. We're going to podcast a little earlier tomorrow. It'll be published around probably two o'clock Eastern because Oculus has a big announcement at uh, noon Eastern. So we will get that up as quickly as possible and make sure to check back at VR gear for those updates as soon as they're live. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Uh, this has been the VR Gear Daily News Podcast, episode number 32 for March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, 2020. Subscribe, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.